Hey, man, how's it going? Good, man. How you doing? Yeah, I'm doing all right, man. Uh, would be better if we were here to talk about a week one win, but, you yeah, know, things yeah. happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to go through your your uh, trials and tribulations, I guess. Um, yeah. For anybody that's watching, we're on a new platform, so bear with us if we have any kind of technical difficulties, but I think we're pretty good. I think we're, we're not more well. Ricky's not a moron, and I'm uh, yeah, I'm at least one of us. But the problem is that you're <laughs> the one who's in charge of all of the audio and video. So, oh <laughs> uh, yeah, who, no, who I, in it's a it's a good thing that all that responsibility is on your side of the table. I, I can promise you that because we would be a sinking ship if this was up to me. <laughs> yeah, I got a like a new webcam, so I'm like trying that out. So like I'm not even I gotta make sure I'm like looking in the camera and talking yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So we'll get there. We'll get there. We're startup guys, so. Yeah, it's going to be cool stuff, man. We could roll out some new things throughout the season once we get, you know, comfortable and acclimated with everything. Yeah, exactly. I'm super excited. And I'm going to get a desk soon, so. Um, oh, man, that's great. Yeah, look at me. Like You I'm got your braces like... off. Now you're going to get a desk. I mean, this is like, you seriously are almost ready for college, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm, like, I'm proud I'm, of like, you. Kind of an adult now, almost. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, let's just jump right into the uh, the game. Uh, yep. game recap because that's why people are listening uh so we lose to the atlanta falcons uh 24 10 it was 7 7 at half uh bryce threw for 146 yards one touchdown two interceptions ritter threw for 115 yards one touchdown zero interceptions uh we had 20 to 13 first down advantage uh total yards we had 281 to 221 rush yards we had 154 to 130 and time of possession, we had 35 minutes to 25 minutes. So we pretty much outplayed the um, Falcons in every sense of the word, except we lost the turnover battle. So mm -hmm. uh, what is uh, your overall takeaway from the game? Yeah, I mean, it, the summary is enough, basically, right? Because it is pretty black and white on, on why this result became the result for week one. You can't turn the ball over. You can't give the ball away three times and create no turnovers on your own. Yeah. It's just not going to work out well for you, especially in a game where there was such an onus on the ground game and, and keeping it close because neither team was excelling throwing the football. Um, I thought that Bryce Young made really good decisions for the most part outside of those interceptions. And I know that Frank Reich took the blame for the first interception, saying that it was a miscommunication, and that's all on him, I believe was his exact words. I mean, I've watched that play five, six times now um, mm -hmm. with the coach film and stuff. I didn't necessarily see a huge communication issue. I saw Bryce locking in on Hayden Hurst. Um, he stared him down. I think that he may have anticipated um, Troy Anderson, the linebacker for Atlanta, kind of squatting on that route as opposed mm -hmm. to tailing back and following Hurst. Um, Jesse Bates is also a fantastic NFL safety. That's yeah. that's something that I think is worth reminding people of because a lot of times we only stress the negative play and a mistake made, but there's a good side or there's a good play being made on the other side of that football, right? And Jesse Bates was terrific in this, in this football game. He was yeah. solely responsible, I think, for the Falcons' win. Um, but I, I, I still feel as if the Panthers looked like the overall better team, even though they were sloppy. I, I didn't think that they were as sharp as I anticipated seeing from this coaching staff and with all the preparation that's gone into it. And playing things so close to the vest as far as staying vanilla in the preseason and all of that kind of stuff, 
I anticipated a little bit more of a open it up, let's show them some some new wrinkles. We did see them operate out of the pistol formation um, often, and that was a new development for the team. We had never seen them do that in the preseason. I, I like it, but I didn't like some of the situational uses for it. it. It, For example, the fourth and one play on the opening drive. I thought that there was probably other ways to execute a play than a pistol formation handoff to Chuba with – no great blocking principles. It was it was a man blocking principle on that. So more times than not, you're going to end up converting that. But I thought that there was a couple of strategical ways that we could have amplified those odds. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my initial takeaway, man. Is that I just I thought that the game looked exactly how it looked on film. That if you remove those turnovers, I think that 2410 could have been the score the other way. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I we also got there was some. The challenge that we didn't get, it was, I'm, I don't know, man. Uh, we, we it wasn't a great challenge, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, we also got a lot of calls against us early, and they were kind of like, like the offensive PI was weird. Uh, there was a couple of calls that just kind of were odd calls that were like, wh- why are you making that kind of call? Um, they backed us up. We, so we were behind the change, about behind the sticks a lot, uh, which mm-hmm. isn't good. We beat ourselves, basically. Like yeah. penalty yards, um, turnovers. We got away from the run way too fast. I thought uh, Miles Sanders has to. He's always had fumbling issues. We we yeah we were sloppy. We're, we're, we were the better team, but it's that's what I was. That's one of the reasons I really like liked that we went to we were playing at Atlanta first because if we yeah. lose, like you're supposed to lose at Atlanta. I mean you're not supposed to lose, but it's okay to lose at Atlanta. We sure. Get home, yeah. Yeah. Uh, later on and. Um, so I'm I'm okay that that was our first game, and I think we'll clean it up. I think we'll better be better uh, moving forward. Uh, you, the line you touched on yeah, you touched on a couple of things though that I think are really important. Um, the penalties, I that's what I'm talking about about it looking sloppy and just not disciplined. I didn't anticipate seeing this team penalized nine times. Yeah, these the penalties weren't like uh, heat of the moment type of infractions either. They were procedural things. They were we had the delay of game on Bryce. We had, you know, covering up a, a eligible receiver on the line of scrimmage. Just the procedural mm-hmm. aspect of some of those things was surprising for me because I think that this coaching staff and the team put such emphasis on attention to detail and and not beating yourselves in in repetition and all of those kinds of things. So that was surprising to me was was mm. the lack of discipline. Yeah, and yeah, the couple of the OPI with Thielen was was weird. That wasn't I don't think that was a tough a good call. The defensive pass interference on Henderson, we can get to Henderson later, but mm-hmm. he like literally come like swims over him and pushes him out of the way. The um uh, forgot who it was, I think it was London, um, to get the ball. Maybe it was Pitts. Uh and they called a defensive pass interference. I mean Oh yeah, that was on Pitts, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was it was just Referees, it, there were a lot of uh, calls that could have gone either way, or a lot of times they could have swallowed the whistle and they didn't. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's what home field advantage is. That's what you get uh, when you're when you're playing at home. So, um, yeah, and I don't want to go into – let's get into individuals uh, now yeah. because I kind of was getting there. Uh, but so let's go – let's just do offense and defense like we always do. Um, mm-hmm. O-line, my opinion, I thought they played very, very well yep. considering who they were uh, going up against, especially Icky. Icky looked really, really strong for me. What do you think about the O-line? Yeah, very encouraged by the offensive line. I thought that through the first three quarters, when 
there was still a level of staying multiple and, and the element of surprise is not knowing what we were going to be doing for an offensive approach. I thought that the offensive line benefited greatly from keeping Atlanta's defense on their toes. Um, it was a very balanced approach, and that helps the offensive line because, as we saw in the preseason, when it's vanilla or you know that it's going to be passing plays because the running backs aren't playing, defenses are able to pin their ears back and get after you, right? Mm-hmm. That wasn't the case. And and even when it was an obvious pass situation, Icky did a really good job over there, you know, doing his best charade of a brick wall, making it really difficult to get around him. Um, he, he thwarted a lot of initial attacks, which – is really nice to see from him because I think that's where he struggles is when he loses his balance on a speed rush like that. Mm. And he, he did a really good job of staying balanced, keeping his weight distributed evenly. And so when he had to make those secondary moves, he was able to without being off kilter. Um, Chandler Zavala, man, that dude looked really nice for a rookie getting his first start and going up against the likes of a guy like Grady Jarrett. I thought that Chandler Zavala showed a lot of why people were so high on him coming out, even as a fourth-round pick out of NC State. Mm-hmm. I think he also showed a little bit of his natural position being better suited at the left guard because of his movement and his footwork and his hands and, and just the fluidity in which he moved. For a guy that's 325 pounds, man, he moved really well out there. We know about his strength and his anchoring ability, and that was that was apparent as well. There was multiple times where he, you know, bull rush stood him up and he held his ground. He kept his feet planted and he anchored. That's what you want to see from there. Brady Christensen also played a great game on the left side as well, though. Honestly, there wasn't a glaring weak spot on that offensive line, which was really nice because I think coming in, that was something that a lot of people were concerned about. Yeah, and it looked like they were trying to attack Zabala. It looked like like he was – they were trying yeah. to – yeah, you're like you said, um, bull rush him. Um, and and that, I think that that's a, a – Fair strategy, right? Yeah, when you look yeah. at the rest of the offensive line, you're going to say, okay, well, this is a rookie making his first start. He didn't play in the preseason or in training camp, really. So, yeah, well, let's attack this guy, right? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, like you said, like he he, he stood his ground. I, yeah, he I, answered the bell. Yeah, I was uh, I was pretty definitely encouraged uh, uh, by him. Um, mm-hmm. And I think there's going to be – he's got. I mean, he's got to play. I mean, I, I, if Cor- Corbett comes back, I think – Christensen, we might have some like some redistribution on that line. And I it'll be interesting. Out is. Yeah, and and they've still got at least three more games, right? To yeah. to find out if this is sustained success or if right, this right. is flash in the pan because Atlanta's defense just really isn't that good either. Yeah. Um, we'll get more of a test, I think, in the coming weeks. But I I do feel encouraged by what right. we saw from the offensive line and. Also, being able to run the ball, which we didn't do in the preseason, yeah, really helps as well because that's what this offensive line is tailor-made for, right? Yeah. That is that is the bread and butter of this offensive line. They continue to show why this week. Um, I we'll, we'll get into the running backs, but I just think that when you look right at the running the style, back. yeah, we can get right into it. Yeah. Um, look, I, I didn't think that Miles Sanders played a bad game. I thought right. that he looked fine out there. I thought that the fumble on that um, – was it third down that he fumbled the ball? Yes, something like that. I, I thought that that was a crippling play because we had momentum again. We were moving right. the ball down the field. And that's just one of those key moments that you just got to secure the football. Yeah. Um. So that's concerning. But I thought from a play standpoint, I thought he looked really sharp out there. Yeah. Yeah. It was 72 yards on 18 carries. Um. He also added a reception or two, right? Let's see. He had... 
Yeah, four receptions four, for yeah, 26 yeah, yards. Fantasy, so yeah, yeah. Yeah, four receptions, yeah. 26 yards, 18 carries, 72. That's an average of about four yards per carry. Not terrible. I think the reason that he didn't look as much of a standout is because of how Chuba Hubbard looked, right? Yeah. Chuba, Chuba looked really good out there. He's The thing about Chuba is that he had this reputation for almost tripping over his own feet, right? He seemed like any time that he would get an opening, he would cause that opening to close up on his own. I didn't see that on Sunday. I saw him churning his legs. I saw the explosive burst that we expect out of him. Even though he added 20 pounds of muscle in the offseason, you saw him absorb most of the initial hits and keep going. That, I think, is a very valuable skill set for this football team. It's not necessarily the power back that everyone is looking for, but he still can fight through initial tackles and get the extra yardage, which is important because our offensive line does such a good job of getting down the field and hitting the second level, that as long as he can avoid those arm tackles and staying up off of the first attack, I think that he'll have guys in front of him that can lead him to the to the end zone. So I, I'm encouraged by what I saw by the running backs. The only part that I will say I had a red flag on, where was Raheem Blackshear? Where, I, I really would have liked there. to have seen yeah. him play, you know, and I, I know that we use LaVisca a lot, in in formations like we we ran the um the wishbone formation essentially the full house pistol and it, it was interesting how often he was back there and i get it from the stance of staying multiple and having a receiving threat and all of that but raheem blackshear provides that too and i think raheem provides a little bit more twitch and 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 yeah. burst than what lavisca does so I, it'll be interesting to see what they do going forward i think that you could see some interchangeable pieces happening within the offense yeah, it's almost like I think the the defense was uh, dictating it because I think they were playing um, they were playing closer to to the box because um, they were going to force they, they they had such such faith in Jesse Bates as they should yeah um, so I think that they kind of took that away from us yeah. and it, when that when they're showing that and we have him in the backfield we're probably not running him. So it kind of makes it very obvious what we're doing. It's kind of what I took away from that. Um, I think once Bryce starts beating guys, like Bryce, um, I forgot who was wide open. That he, was it Mingo that he missed? Uh, he had like three steps on a guy. Um, uh, it, like if he hits that, maybe they back off a little bit. Maybe right. they start getting those. Um, we, we you talk about the deep miss, the deep yeah. miss by Bryce. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We miss DJ a lot. We need him back ASAP, yep. uh, in my opinion. We'll get to his receivers. Uh, but – Chuba, man, I told you when I saw him in New York, he looked good. He looks yeah. really, really, really good. And he's and he, he's becoming a better and better and better pass catcher. I I like him all I like him a ton. I did I did like what I saw from Miles Sanders too. I don't think that was a problem at all. I think we got away from them way too fast. Um mm-hmm. I think we we made like we made our points about uh the running backs. Uh so I'll just move right on to Bryce because that's where I'm I'm kind of going to. Yeah. One thing I do like is that how much we did trust Bryce, and we're going and getting these mistakes out. We're he's going to have to make like I'd rather have what happened with Bryce yesterday than Ritter because Ritter's going to get behind in games and not going to know what to do. He's going to yeah yeah he's going to vomit on himself. Whereas Bryce has going to have those reps, going to be used to it, um, going through those trials and tribulations, um, and you're not facing uh, Jesse Bates every week. Right. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but I, it, I yeah, no, I, no, I, you're I, right. I like that they trust him. And it's obvious that they trust him. He was just not good. He missed, he, he was inaccurate on some throws. 
Um, he didn't take the the rushing yards that he should have. I thought I think he could have picked up like four or five yards and decided to throw instead. Um, he missed. He, he was just inaccurate, which is very unlike him. So I I think that that'll get better. I think that um, and he didn't look 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 frazzled. I think he's just an off game. I think he was just kind of off. Yeah, I I would agree on the accuracy part of that at least, right? Um, there was a couple of instances where he had tight windows that typically you would expect Bryce to be able to make that throw, and he did make at least one of them to Hurst, who made a really nice play on the ball and caught it. Um, it was it was slightly behind him, but a couple of plays prior, there was another instance where he had Hurst with a little bit of room in front of him, and he threw it behind him, and it was an incomplete pass. That if he had use that ball placement that we've seen from him and, and and excelled in so much of the preseason. If he had delivered that with that pinpoint ball placement, he, you know, Hayden Hurst could still be running as long as there's nobody yeah. fast behind him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that is as one thing about Hurst, man. I really like him, dude. He's just not super duper fast. Um, and, and to be fair, none of the pass catchers on this team right now are, yeah. are looking especially spry. Um, but the, the throws behind his receivers, the throws – overthrowing a couple of receivers on those deep passes. And one of those was a, a a play where Terrace Marshall almost ran like this wheel go route type of thing on the right far side. And it looks like he pulled up where if he had just yeah. run straight through that route, man, I think that Bryce delivered a really nice ball there using his anticipation. But when you talk about DJ Chark not being out there too and the ramifications that has for Bryce – there's, there's a couple instances of it, right? We know that Bryce developed a chemistry with DJ Chark, and a lot of it was on those back shoulder anticipation timing throws that we saw them connect on so much. And we saw that miss multiple times on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times that was going to Terrace Marshall Jr., who, again, he hasn't had a whole bunch of meaningful reps in developing their timing together. Yeah, It's what we talked about even during preseason, is that it would have been really nice to see some of these concepts and play calls actually being executed in the preseason yeah. to kind of get a more realistic feel of what to do on a meaningful Sunday. Um, but from a bright standpoint, if he can clean up that accuracy issues, I, I did disagree a little bit with how you feel they trust him very, very much. I think that they know they should trust him. Mm. But I think that that play calling was still pretty buttoned up, in my opinion. I think that a lot of the primary reads were very short, quick reads, which I, I understand that. You know what I mean? Like, we're feeling out and trying to gauge how much time does he have. But Bryce also had, I believe, from the next-gen, um, NFL next-gen stats, I think that he had, like, the fourth or fifth best yeah. time to throw yeah. on, on Sunday. So it's not like he was under a ton of duress and, and having to throw earlier than he wanted to. He was able to make the full field reads that he goes through his progressions. You saw him doing it left to right. You saw from shallow to deep. He he wanted to find who was open on the field. There just wasn't a lot of open players. Yeah. And that, that comes down to the weapons. But from Bryce's standpoint and the trust that the coaching staff has, I do think that they've got to open up that playbook a little bit more. Right. Frank said that he called up or dialed up like four to six, I think was what he said, deep shots and that they just didn't come to fruition Had, yeah, on the play calls. That's what we missed. It's okay, right? But look at it from a statistical thing, too, though. If Bryce threw the ball almost 40 times and you only had four deep balls dialed up, I mean, you're talking about having 36 other attempts, or 32, sorry, because it was 38 total attempts, 32 other attempts that were not even with the intention of testing anybody deep. 
So I think that you could benefit from opening that up, giving that more of a opportunity to hit. And maybe with DJ Chark, maybe that does happen. But you can't also say that just because Chark wasn't out there that we had to change the game plan entirely. Right. I think that we've got to be a little bit more aggressive early. Um, right. And I think that I would and, – and, and the play play action for Bryce. Man, it would really help him out tremendously if there was more play action in, in rolling him out to one side or the other on a bootleg to kind of move that pocket and create something for him and let him work his magic as opposed to a lot of this pistol – standing still, you know what I mean, three drop out of a pistol type of formation, which is what we ran very often on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, they, they basically said beat us deep. I mean, they, those linebackers were playing yeah. close to the line of scrimmage. Yep. Um, and that's, I mean, that's why we, I, the fact that we ran the ball so well with that happening is kind mm-hmm. of insane. Impressive, yeah. Uh, and I Just throw some jump balls to Terrace Marshall. He's one of the best high point ball guys that I've seen. Right. I mean, definitely the best on our team. And so that would that would be where you would point to, though, right? Is you yeah. would say at some point, I understand trying to make up concepts and schemes that work within the personnel that you have, but also look at the fact that Terrace Marshall Jr. is a guy that if you want him to make a next step, you have to give him the opportunities to prove he can. Mm-hmm. And if you're not throwing those jump balls, if you're not giving him those contested catch opportunities, you're not going to ever find out if he's able to do that for your right. team. So until we start really throwing all the shit against the wall, we're not going to know what sticks. Yeah. I would rather not slow roll out all of these wrinkles if that's what they're doing. And I don't know that that is what they're doing, but it certainly seemed like they were reserved to an extent on Sunday, maybe because they felt they could beat Atlanta without having to show everything. And they're still trying to keep some of that element of surprise, but the element of surprise has to go out the window at some point, dude, we got to start just going full speed, firing on all cylinders and seeing exactly what this offense can do. And some of that may have to do with, you know, a more collaborative effort on the play call. Yeah, yeah. I um, And I think he, he does have to roll out a little bit more. I do think that the pressure up the middle kind of affected him because he is shorter. Mm-hmm. That he didn't see the field as well as he probably could have. So, like, when he, he you saw it in him that he kind of tried to find ways to get people either like through the pocket awareness where I thought he should have ran a couple times, but mm-hmm. he, 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 he rolled out a lot. And I think that's because he had so much pressure on his face and couldn't see. Um, so we'll see how like that happens. Like they do have a, a very strong veteran uh, defensive line um, that I don't think is going to hold up because they're all 30 plus and we just got him the first game of the season. So right. that that's unlucky in that, in that sense. But um, I don't think that as good as the saints did look I, I might be wrong about the Saints, but they did look pretty strong on defense um, mm-hmm. uh, yesterday. Uh, but I don't think that they had those D tackles that um, they got the ends, but I don't think they have the tackles that uh, yeah. the um, Falcons have. Um, I, we touched on the receivers. Um, I think that uh, Terrace Marshall looked good. I thought he looked. Um, I think they thought he looked explosive and fast. Uh, that was, he kind of he got a catch early, and I was like, wow, like he's he looks pretty good. He's going to make his money. He's going to make his money on those dig routes, right? Those shallow crosses. That's, that's where he's excelling right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought he looked good. I think once um, DJ's back and I think Terrence Marshall should be on the X and I think that um, um, DJ should be at the Z. We'll see what happens, but I thought he, the the timing and communication was just clearly still off with Terrence and and Bryce. And I, 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 
I don't know, man. I, I didn't necessarily see him being ultra explosive out there, TMJ. I he thought that he looked okay. Yeah. I think the one thing that he does do really well that helps him stay on the field for this football team is that he blocks well downfield in the run game. Mm. Um, he's a physical guy, and I think that they like that. You saw them try to get LaVisca involved in some motions coming out and blocking as well because that's not where Thielen is going to you know, make his bones. Um, so while I think that he has some clear value and showed what he does bring, I think that he's got to unlock more of the dynamic offensive part if he wants to take the next step because the short digs and, and things like that, they're good in their trust-building routes for the quarterback and the receiver to go with each other. But until Bryce feels like he's got an alpha that can go down there and do something deep down the field, it's going to be dink and dunk teams to death, and they're going to stop us from doing that. Like yeah. You're just going to become one-dimensional. And I, I want Terrace to do more individually to force that issue, right? Because I think at the end of last year, that's what we saw from him. I think he was showing and, and, and saying to the coaching staff and saying to the players, look at what I can do. Give yeah. me the opportunity. I didn't see that mentality from Terrace on Sunday. I saw a little bit more of playing within the the right build of the offense. And, yeah. and that's okay, man. Like they're Just getting used back, to the new yeah. coaching staff. It, it, it's understandable. But I do want to see a little bit more ass assertion from yeah. some of these players. We right? got to throw 50-50 ball to him. He's got strong hands. We saw it yesterday. Have to, man. He, he, he's going to make – got to go back shoulder with him. Got to he, He's going to make those 50-50 catches. You just got to trust yeah. him. I think he he's one of the best. I mean, he's a great high point catch. Uh, right. And we, we get de uh, defensive PIs. Like we gotta we gotta force the issue a little bit more um, rather than kind of just kind of outthink the defense. I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I did like the way that they used a lot of the bunch formations though. When Terrace was out there, yes. Terrace and the tight ends, they used yep. a lot of stack and bunch formations yep. with some motion on oh, pre snap. A really good one. Um, what was that too? Was that Lavisca? Possibly, yeah. yeah they they yeah, used yeah. this like go. Big game uh, from that. I remember. Yeah. This guy had a great first half, but then he disappeared. And again, that's where I feel like the offensive concepts or the play calling was strong on the scripted beginning of game plays. But then, as the adjustment period went on, I yeah. think that they looked a little bit not overwhelmed. Man, I hate to say that, but lost, not as sharp to be able yeah. to put together something. And maybe that is where you have to go to Thomas Brown and say, "Look, Thomas." You gotta give us a jolt of energy here. Like I'm, I'm falling it. flat here. Yeah. Um, tight ends though, what, we can move on. That's a good segue to do that. Tight ends though, with the motion that we were just talking about, they use Giovanni Ricci in some creative ways. Yeah. And I really would love to see them deploy Tommy Tremble in a similar fashion because I think that Tommy gives you a, a better blocking prowess. I, I loved what I saw from Tommy blocking um, on Sunday. I thought that he was moving people around. I thought that he was fast. He got to the second level of defenders. And then he did find himself open on a couple of his routes as well that I think that if we can scheme up all those things for Gio Ricci, and, and one of the, my favorite things that they did for Gio Ricci is there's a play where they had Ricci come from the left side, motion through. Now, this was a really clunky pre-snap motion because he ended up getting right into Taylor Moten's <laughs> vertical pass set and almost stepped into his his, his backdrop. Mm. Um but he, he moved around him, and then he comes out almost on this wheel route, but as a blocker. And then right behind him, they deployed the running back coming around. 
So they were trying to get him out with momentum into space to, to be a lead blocker on a wheel route, which you rarely see. So it was a creative concept there. It was just clunky and not fluid. So it ended up not working out, and, and Bryce ended up kind of throwing it away, but still in that direction to show you that he saw it and he liked it. It just wasn't a, a viable option in that play. But if they can do all of that with Gio Ricci, man, I would love to see them do that with Tommy Tremble because I think that Tremble has a little bit more upside from a multiple standpoint than a guy like Ricci. Yeah. yeah. And I, I loved what Hayden Hurst brought, obviously. Hayden Hurst, I thought, was the oh. most consistent pass catcher on the touchdown team. parlay with over two and a half yeah. interceptions. Oh, and and they had the, the best play design of the day was on the play before Hayden scored the touchdown. It was the 17 or whatever yard game that he had where he there was a, a bunch of misdirection elements. They had motion pre-snap, and then they had Bryce roll out to the to the right. And once he moved out to the right, the running back crept through the, the line, goes down. The linebackers keyed in on him, and then Hayden Hurst slipped through a couple of seconds later and wide open green grass. And I think me and you talked about this play and that if you look later, or, or it wasn't you and I, it was somebody else, but you look at that play later and Terrace Marshall Jr. was also going to be open deep in the end zone if if Bryce had drawn that safety in a little bit. So there are wrinkles to these designs that are going to work out in the future. Um, I just think that they've got to tighten up and, and, and work on the execution right now to make them effective going forward. Yeah, the, the whole, the coaching staff needs to get all the pass catchers in the room, show them Hayden Hurst, and say you guys got to come with this mentality, yeah. Because he yep. came to he was the only pass catcher I think that came to play yesterday, and yeah. He was excellent, I thought. Yep. Um, and I love his mentality, and I think that that whole offense just needs it, um, because yep. they're all kind of quiet and they're all kind of like nice and. I mean, we just need that like that that we're we're coming to f, f you up basically, right? Um, moving back, um, I, I mean, we can talk about Hurst all day, but I'm just going back to touch on Thielen real fast. Looks slow. He, he does. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm a little worried about about that. Uh, maybe they just did a good job scheming him because they knew that we wanted to get, to, uh, get him the ball. But, yeah, he looks slow. So yeah. we'll see if that gets better. Um, but I'm nervous about Thielen. The uh, offensive the, – the coaching is going to have to do a little bit to help with some of that as well. Like, I know that they ran um, a decent amount of, like, mesh type of concepts to create some space. And they did use the pre-snap motions a lot, but they used it more so in like the running game and and to try to draw somebody over off of like a, a false screen almost play design. I would like to see a little bit more of that player in motion being the initial read even, where you get him into space quickly over a soft mesh if you have like a Hayden Hurst or somebody come across. Have them run that mesh concept and get him in motion with that with that momentum so that he's often running with the yards after catch possibilities. Whereas I think that some of the design was almost strictly out of misdirection as opposed to actual design for primary reads. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think we're going to be okay. Um, I think we're, yeah, like you said, we are sloppy. Uh, we'll yep. go uh, to the defense now because I thought they were excellent overall. Mm -hmm. It's they got, they got put in kind of difficult situations a lot, especially with the turnovers. Um, and the score doesn't isn't indicative of how they played for the entire game. Yeah, I mean, if you look at it, they gave up 221 total yards. They, I, I, I got to look and see what it was through three quarters, but it, it won a lot. Uh, I, I thought they were very, very good, very, very fast. 
dealing with um, two that that offensive line and Bijan. That guy's good. Uh, yeah. But Ritter couldn't do anything against him, and I yep. and I kind of you can see the Evero effect on that because he's just I mean he's he's excellent against the pass, mm-hmm. the run. We talked about this a little bit. I think we need a we need a bigger um, tackle. I think that's that's the, the major major need. And Henderson, I don't, I don't want to play him. I just he, he, yeah he, yeah we're I, yeah you can, go ahead. We're we're in a precarious situation right now because with J.C. Horn going down with his hamstring injury, and the update today was that he'll miss multiple weeks. The wording of that really sucks because multiple is a lot different than few or couple, right? Multiple could literally mean anywhere from five yeah, to season ending, right? Like it, it could it could mean anything. And hamstrings are a really difficult injury for a guy like J.C. Horn or a cornerback in general. Anybody that uses that push off their legs and, and speed and cuts and all of those things, it's a very precarious injury because it's easy to re-injure. And, it, and it's difficult mm-hmm. to heal all the way and to know it's healed before trying to ramp it up and, and get out there and go hundred percent. But without him, man, it's going to put an onus on this pass rush that thank God Brian Burns played on Sunday because he was a just wrecking ball out there. You know what I mean? Coming out, getting the sack force strip or force fumble sack in, in the second series or the first series, um, and, and then applying pressure for the remainder of the day, playing well in run defense. That was all really not easy is the wrong word to put it, but that was all viable because of the fact that J.C. Horn was shutting down the premier receiving option for the Falcons for the entire first half, right? Mm-hmm. Th- there was no way that Ritter, already with his teeny tiny bottle of confidence that he shoves into his pocket every day, there's – no way that he was feeling comfortable to throw to Drake London when J.C. Horn was lined up against him. There, were, there was no separation there. Yeah. So you remove that. Kyle Pitts becomes the only person. We did a good job of, of putting people over him. Jeremy Chin played well on him, I thought, at I times. Well, yeah. um, so I just think that we're in this position now where our pass rush becomes the most important part of our coverage. And that's difficult because outside of Brian Burns, there was nobody that stood out at all. Ooh, like, Derek not Brown. even a little bit. Derek, Derek Brown, Brown yeah, Derek Brown's great. But Derek Brown can't be looked at as a like solution him. in the pass rush when we have no girth up front and they can double-team him and try to eliminate his effectiveness, right? Yeah. Um. So it, we're just in this really tough situation because, like you said, how comfortable are we letting C.J. Henderson go out there as cornerback two right now? Because the biggest play they had through the air was to Kyle Pitts, and it was a trademark play of C.J. Henderson where the ball is in the air, he panics in his head, and where he was in great position to make a play or at least prevent Kyle Pitts from making the play and completing that pass, he just kind of like, poof. You know what I mean? Like his head just kind of spaced out, and it cost us, man. And like we can't go into every single week while Horn is out saying, look, we'll get 70% of good play from C.J. Henderson, but that other 30%, it's going to cost us 10 to 14 points. Mm. You can't go into a game like that, man. And so I'm very concerned because this depth at corner was already something we talked about being a problem, and now you're going to ask for C.J. Henderson, Troy Hill, and Deshaun Jameson to take over. Troy Hill played well, by the way. Troy Hill did play well, but that's also in limited – 
Yeah. Mm. Limited yeah, yeah, exposure, yeah. right? Yeah. What are we doing when he has to play 100% of the snaps in a game? Yeah. Because we don't have to get <laughs> and he will he'll have they can't to. roll out henderson as a starter i'm, I'm sorry absolutely not man i don't yeah. think that they can I, they can yeah. call him mr consistency all they want to yeah I'm i man i'm not sold i he had a good camp which he typically does yeah. and again here we are first opportunity on a deep play making a play on the ball and he panics that is not confidence building i i don't i don't know how you could move forward without putting somebody else in that position group now, when they move J.C. Horn to IR, which I think they should, that opens up a spot on the roster, right, that they could bring somebody else in. I, I don't know, man. Maybe call about Bradley Roby, see if he's still available and try to bring him in. It'd be a nice look to do that before the Saints game because he just played for New Orleans, get a little bit of intel there too, yeah. a little strategic advantage, but also see what he has left in the tank because at this point, man, you can't sit there and look and say Troy Hill's our nickel corner. Nah, he's going to be a boundary corner now, man. He's going to yeah, have to play yeah. a significant part yeah, he, of this defense. Yeah, he's a starter. I I, yep. I would be shocked if Henderson started. Um, yep. Yeah, I. God. He's like the he's like the YGM of the secondary. It's just like he just doesn't just doesn't get it. Like Speaking of YGM, what did he get? Four snaps. Yeah, he played all the Sunday. DJ Johnson didn't play a single snap. Like, yeah. I don't know how they plan on sustaining the usage of some of these guys when they are running such a thin rotation the lebron ray i didn't think looked terrific on sunday he was moved around multiple times um i thought deshaun i thought deshaun williams did look really nice i I thought williams had a really nice game he was disruptive that's encouraging to see shy tuttle i shy tuttle didn't really flash but he's not necessarily a player that you're looking to find flash every single game from Mm -hmm. you're just looking to not circle him on what went wrong in a play um but i thought that deshaun williams was very effective and disruptive i I was encouraged by what i saw by him our linebackers frankie louvu is athletic as ever he's flying around everywhere he had the missed tackle on the Bijan robinson catch for a touchdown but that's a really difficult play because Bijan just made a terrific first move i look at that play and say more along the lines of shaq thompson and von bell missed their tackle opportunity because they both just overplayed it their angle of their angle wasn't terrific and yeah they had bad angles and it was arm tackles and and Bijan if you try to arm tackle Bijan Robinson he's gonna run through you man like that that's an NFL player right there and he's already shown it um he's he's a a star like he's he's a good ball player man I think it's a you you haven't seen him yet so yeah you don't expect him because it's almost like they thought they had the right angle and he just was faster yeah and he showed that multiple times right so that's just that's one of those hey that guy's really good. good. Yeah. You're, yeah, and you're going to have to try really hard to limit what he can do. He had minimal touches. Thank you very much for that, Arthur Smith. Another coaching brilliancy by that dipshit with the mustache. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, man, the defense played really, really well. They just were on the field for too many opportunities, I think. And, and the time of possession doesn't show that they were out there for too long, but it's the amount of times that we asked them to get back Snaps. out there quickly, especially, yeah, yeah right especially in the fourth quarter, you look at our drives in the fourth quarter. I mean, dude, that's alarming, right? Yeah. The fourth quarter for us, we had nine plays for nine yards, four plays for two yards, five plays for negative 12 yards, and then 13 plays for 46 yards to end it in the last two minutes. Yeah. It, those and are terrible. Up. What was that about? Like, Say what? We gave up. We we started running yeah. the ball at the end. It, yeah. It was just, I think it was a minute left, and we just ran the ball instead of, it was, yeah. just, it was odd. I mean, I know like it's very unlikely we win the game, but but it doesn't matter. Keep playing, right? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, 
try like try like maybe um Speaking of defense, though, and, and we talked we talked about him a tiny bit. Jeremy Chin was involved out there. I thought that he looked pretty good in his role yeah, as a big nickel. He, he missed. He, he didn't set the edge um, on one play. We got around him, and uh, it was yeah. a big play. I can't remember what it was, but um, so I think Bijan bounced out, and he, yeah, he he took yeah he came inside. That was wrong, but otherwise, I think in coverage he played well, and I think he, he played fairly well the, the whole game. Yeah, that's what that's what I was trying to say too. Is yeah. that he played pretty well? Like I, I think that he showed that he can play that position of the big nickel and and execute that position. I do agree with what you said about that one play because I, I watched the all twenty two again last night. There was a play where he was overzealous and did not hold his his post and and. Man, that's a tough thing because that's something that you get hammered in in practice, right? Is is mm. this is what your responsibility is? Hold that gap. You've got to maintain that discipline. There was just too many instances of undisciplined play, I thought, on Sunday, yeah. and I, I would like to see that shored up. I do think we're going to have to see DJ Johnson and YGM at some point get out there and play. I, I saw Justin Houston was even lined up at, in the three technique at one point in a pass rush set. I don't know why Justin Houston is doing that instead of YGM in keeping Justin Houston available on the outside as well. They had at that point, I think it was uh, Burns and Luvu on the outside. So I get that. But then you're also taking Luvu away from where he makes his bread, right? Like being available to roam all around. You don't want him just designated as a pass rusher. Um, I don't know, man. A lot to take from it that I did like. And that I feel confident in. We won that game from every statistical category that you can look at from time of possession to effectiveness with the football. Turnovers killed you. Um, I don't foresee that being a weekly issue for Bryce Young in this offense. And I do think that the Saints will be another good litmus test because of the way that they approach on offense and, and like to run the football, but also have a balanced passing game that, that they executed pretty well last week. Yeah, I thought they were pretty terrible on offense, but I thought that we don't have to go into it. But I thought that I thought that I thought I think Tennessee is, is good on defense. I thought mm-hmm. that they got insanely lucky with that um, no fumble call. Um, mm-hmm. The exact same thing happened to Trevor Lawrence and Colts got a touchdown. Right. It's I I hate that I hate the officiating. Uh, let it go if you don't know, and yep. we'll figure it out later. Um, I agree. But uh, yeah. So let's just uh. Walking away from this game, yep. I feel like the Panthers, after what I saw, Tampa Bay did not look that good, especially on offense to me. Uh, so I I think Panthers are still the best team in the division. From from me, and you can get a plus eight, 850, by the way, if you want to bet it. Um, I think that the, they are the most talented team if they can just learn how to play. And we saw this when Reich took over the Colts. Uh, he started one and four, and then they ended up going eleven and six or eleven and five. So the problem is <laughs> that we don't we can't wait on that because we get like Dallas at the end of the year. We get like the, yeah. those games at the end of the year. Um, we need to win division games early. So I still think we're the best roster, and I, I think we're the best team in the division. I think there is what we're going to do at corner is scary. Yeah, and we need Chark back ASAP. Yep. Uh, but I'm, I, I think we have. I, I love the offensive line. Love our run game. If we can stay ahead, or if we can stay close, I like our backs and our offensive line and our defense. Yeah, my final my takeaway from it, my feeling right, is similar in that I saw enough to say that we still have 
the best crucial pieces of any team in the division, meaning Bryce Young, meaning our offensive line, um, meaning defensively, I think that Brian Burns is Brian Burns and Derek Brown have completely separated themselves as two of the premier defensive players in the league, not just in the NFC South, not just on the Panthers. I think that they are premier players in the National Football League. Um, so I still feel really good about having that core. Losing J.C. Horn is a giant, significant problem. That alters this defense and Zero Evero's scheme completely. Um, so that is a concerning thing for me. The run defense, which I have harped on all offseason and have written multiple articles about the fact that I feel bad about this run defense, I'm still very concerned, man. Like, they were just ripping off chunk plays. Um our offensive weapons are my biggest concern on offense. They We've got to figure out something to do to create separation. Mm. And this is where this Avengers coaching staff is going to have to make their money in my book. You put this receiving group together intentionally by design because you felt that they had the versatility and skill set that in your system, what you were able to scheme up and create for them would work out for them and, and create production out of these guys. I don't want to hear excuses about them not being physically able to do things when these were handpicked players by the brain trust of the century from a football standpoint. Time to get out there, make the donuts, create separation, create opportunities, get the ball in Mingo's hands more. You know what I mean? Like you do whatever you got to do. Like yeah, there's just Yeah, we've just got to use the dynamic player that we have needs to be used as the dynamic player that we have. Mm -hmm. And that will be the same case for TMJ and DJ Chark when everybody is healthy. Use them, use their skill sets, and deploy them often and aggressively. So I look in for more aggression. I look for better coaching, more discipline, and somebody send help when it comes to defense with that secondary. Yeah. 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 Yeah, uh, but I'm not negative, not not negative from it because I saw enough good things right from Bryce yeah. Young and from and, from some of the players that matter. Right. And we did go. We get a great test. I I mean, I think that Atlanta's offensive line is a top 10 unit. I think that Bijan is already already a top 10 um, running back, even though, thank God, he didn't get more touches. And but Algier is still in, a serviceable back behind that line. And he's he's big guy he's hard to hard yeah. to bring down and shout out we, to Derek brown congratulations to him because the paternity test came back and he is lindstrom's father apparently because that dude was just obliterating him all day man like oh, God, he is monster he is yeah man, he's nice to have him on our team yeah like i said this at the beginning we might have to have, like keep him in them he might need just need to be our aaron donald and just hope and pray right like that honestly because he's just a monster I like having him on the end, but we'll see. We'll see. I I, yep. I, I still think we're the most talented team in the division, and yep. we just got to get our coaching staff to figure it out. Disappointing loss, um, but things that you can take from it and say reason for optimism still exists. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yep. we don't have the hardest schedule in the world. But the right. problem is that we do get Minnesota, uh, Detroit, and Seattle within the first – six games so hey man if baker mayfield can beat you so can bryce young 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All I'm gonna well, say about Mayfield Minnesota. Didn't beat him. That, that defense beat, beat, beat him. I don't give a shit. Mayfield still <laughs> rolled out there. He was still a quarterback on the depth us. chart, man. If if he Jesse gets that Bates W, Bryce Young can get that W. <laughs> That's all I care about. Yeah. All we didn't touch that. We need turnovers. We got to we got to force turnovers somehow. That's it. We yep. get. We, I mean, we we stripped the ball out a couple of times. We just didn't get on. We just didn't get on. Yep. It, so yep. we'll, we'll get there. I, I believe. Yep. I believe in the deep and the coaching staff and in these players. All right. Cool. Any other. Thing you want to say before we leave no man i think that's it let's uh let's keep it simple to the recap and uh we'll be back here in a few days with a preview of week two the monday night home opener against the new orleans saints oh also, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk be... a little bit more about our tailgate yep yeah 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 um uh keep keep uh, eye out for info on that yep. and as always keep pounding y'all keep pounding